we are live for the 124th episode of the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast brought to you by Six Pack Coverage. I am your host, Matt Lozaluigi, and tonight it's just Andrew and I. Andrew, I'm not going to ask how you're doing because I think we all know how we're all doing. Uh, we hate our lives. Woo, our lives. Yankee lands. Um, yeah, so Yankee. good. You know, sometimes I'll say it's all good in Yankee land. Things are going good. It's not going good. Um, and I'm, look, I'm usually pretty optimistic about this team. I'm usually the one saying, hey, guys, you know, we don't suck right now. We're just going through a cold stretch. But it's not – see, we're, we're just – there's not going to be a lot of structure to this episode. We're just going to kind of talk and vent. It's not even the cold streak because at this point we're recording Thursday night. Obviously, the Yankees are off today. They've lost seven of eight. You know, they just lost two three to Seattle. They got swept over the weekend in, in St. Louis. And – it's just – it's really not even the fact that they're losing games in the field because, look, it's a 162-game season. Every team, no matter how good, is going to go through some cold stretches. That happens. But I think it's just – like the, the situation surrounding and the context around it is just so frustrating between a lot of the guys we got from the trade deadline really aren't performing. All of a sudden, you know, two of our – or at one point it was three of our biggest power hitters, right? We're all out. Now, obviously, we got Rizzo back. But, you know, Carpenter over the weekend in St. Louis, or excuse me, in Seattle, fouls one off his foot, breaks his foot. He's out. They said it's a clean break, six to eight weeks. He should be back for the postseason. But, I mean, regardless, huge blow, even though he did slow down a bit, that's still a huge blow. Stanton's still out. And and the situation with just the relief, with the service time, with the relievers, they're not, they don't want to get rid of Albert Abreu. So they have Ron Marinaccio, who's been one of our best relievers in AAA. And we saw what happened in yesterday's game with Albert Abreu blowing that game. So there is just so many things surrounding this team that it's just so frustrating right now. And look, like Andrew, I know you and a few of others in our blog have been pretty vocal about how, you know, doom and gloom you've been about this team. But man, I, I'm at the point where, like, I really can't blame you guys. It's really tough to be optimistic about this team at the current state. Yeah, so, look, I, I tend to be a little more reactionary than some of the oh, others. A little. But, a little. <laughs> but, but look, I, I'm being completely blunt and honest when I said I saw warning signs weeks ago. Like, right, like, people didn't want to freak out that – we, we got no hit against the Astros at home, and we didn't lead for a single inning in that series. People don't want to freak out when we split a four-game series in Boston. People, there was games before then, too. Like like that, I think it was, what, the, the Father's Day meltdown in Toronto? Like, granted, that was like Miguel Castro was hurt and his bad ending. But, like, the, there, there, was, there were certain games. And I know you can't win every single game. But the way they were losing some games, even when they were winning a lot, the losses were ugly, and they showed a lot of, like, the underbelly of the team. And... I don't want to say, like, I told you so, but, like, I saw something in this team weeks ago that, like, just didn't sit with me right, and they're fully getting exposed now. So part of me wonders, is the pitching just not adjusting? Like, they had an advantage. They definitely had an edge, whether it was scouting or the fact that some teams had had late starts because of the the, the lockout and the shortened spring training. Maybe they, the pitching had an advantage early in the year then, and they, they've since lost that edge because teams have watched film and caught up to them, and they haven't rebounded back. Or maybe they're just getting tired. Injuries have obviously played a factor. You can't play at 120 win pace all year. So a stretch like this was bound to happen when you win that much. But like, there's, it's, I just don't feel good about this team right now. And look, I've said it this entire stretch, even when they were still okay and winning and losing some games. And now when they're still lo- losing more games and they're winning, it, it doesn't matter what their record is, right? Like, I don't care what the record is. They still have, I haven't checked it, but I think it's what, like a nine, 10 games to lead over Toronto. Um, they don't have the number one overall seed 
in yeah, in the American League anymore. The They're yep. far and, off the best record yeah. in baseball. The Mets, the Dodgers are all better than us. So if we if we were to make the World Series, we're playing that series on the road too. But just like it, it I'm not concerned about the the American League East. Like I still think that they can squeak it out. But you're not going to feel good about a team that went what 40 and 50 over their last 90 games and backed into the playoffs. Like who cares that they won the division? Who cares that they got that first round by? If you don't feel confident in your team on a night to night basis to win the games, then none of that means anything. And I don't feel confident the way they've played. The bullpen is not showing up. The starters can, can be good. Like we saw Cole and Cortez look good in Seattle. Um, but then Cole also gave up six runs in the first inning and Seattle's outing before then. Like there's a lot of inconsistencies there. The offense is dreadful. They only score runs on home runs right now. They're, we talked about hitting with runs in scoring position, but it's only gotten worse. They scored three runs yesterday's game, the two run, run home run by Higgy, and the solo home run by Judge. Like they just can't get a big hit. There's a lot going on and it's really bad right now. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and look. Like we said, like, cause obviously people like you see everyone, every time someone complains about the Yankees, it's like, Oh, you guys have 71 wins chill out. But like, look, it's, it really isn't about that. Like we understand that this team got off to an unbelievable first half start. And, and look at this point in the second half of the season, they're a seven and 13 team. You know, they're, they're like, you can't even say they're a 500 team over like the last month. They're literally a below 500 team over the past month. And at a certain point, it's like you're if that that's just how you play. Like the first half seems so long ago at this point, and you know it really. It's like I, it never happened, which it, like it, I know it did, mm-hmm. and, and like Aaron Judge is still having an MVP caliber season, but it like the, all the good vibes, everything that we we're you know clapping our hands, cheering, all rah rah about, it's all gone. It's it's faded away. Yeah, and especially now because look, that for like what that magical first half did. It's basically almost because even at this point, with how bad we've been, like you said, we're still 10 games up in the division, right? We're still like, it's still like a 90, 95% chance we're going to win the A at least. Like, I think that's, it's like the same percentage as it was a few weeks ago, despite how bad we've been. Like, you know, in this seven, just imagine if uh, Tampa or uh, Toronto went on a hot streak during this seven to 13 stretch. It'd be like a four or five game lead in the division. Now we're really saying, Oh shit, we're, we might be playing in wild card weekend, right? But and that and that's the thing. Like I said this on, I think it was the last podcast. Maybe it was it was on on my Twitter account, but it, it may have been on the last podcast. People are are looking at the division lead. It's like, oh, everything's fine. What are you so mad about? Look, we still have a huge lead. It's like that is not that that doesn't make me feel good about us. That's just an indictment on the rest of the division for not being able to catch our sorry asses. Like the fact that we had the lead we do means that every other team is mid as shit too. It doesn't mean that we were so good that like we're continuing to keep pace with them. Like we suck right now and they're not gaining ground. That that, that doesn't doesn't make me feel good about me. Right, right, exactly. And and really it's cuz at this point like screw the record. Right now it doesn't matter who we're we're competing against the Dodgers, the Astros, the Mets, like the other teams that are in that elite category, right? And it's like at this point, bro, all those teams look way better than us. They have better pitching. They have better hitting. They have better cohesion. With their, and when they're on teams, they're healthier than us. It, it really – and look, at the same time – They don't have 85 outs on the bases every week. Oh, I mean, look, that game the other night, right? Because, look, we all know, like most of us – obviously there's West Coast Yankee fans and Yankee fans in the country, but most of us Yankee fans are on the East Coast. And, man, those late 10 o'clock games are rough. Like, they are rough. And, it, man, I stayed up for whatever goddamn reason. I stayed up for that entire 13-inning game. Yeah, me too. And yeah. I was just, like, 
when they got the, the double play in the 13th, like the, the base running double play, once that happened, I, li- I like, I kept the game on, but I literally just like put my head in my pillow and said, I'm going to bed. Like that, that's it. Like that was, I, I didn't even want to watch the game the next day because especially since it was like a four o'clock game. So it almost felt like, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh, it's already four o'clock. The game's already on. Like, like I literally felt like I had just watched the Yankees like a couple hours ago. And I'm like, yeah, I just watched 13 innings of the Yankees have three hits and, and no, really, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Like I, I, it was really, and I haven't felt like that all season, I don't think, but like, really, like you said, the way this team's doing, that was just the other night, four outs in what, like three extra innings. That was like literally, like that is literally what you see in like JV high school baseball. It, it was just pathetic. And it's, it's like sad. It feels like stuff like that's been happening a lot more lately. And like, really, you say to yourself, like you got, like, I, I think I said this in the last episode, like you can't just coast. You can't just like flip a switch. Like you play hard all the time a certain way like we said when the Mets were so excited about winning those games like oh this is their World Series like yeah good for them good for them when they get into the October playoff game and it's a big game they're like oh we feel like we've been here before because we treat every game like this we right and, game and, like and look game what happened in the NLCS like who, we didn't like, so we didn't treat those games against the Mets and Astros like they actually mattered and what happened we lost our competitive edge and now we're exactly. getting our dicks handed to us by the Cardinals and the Mariners like that that's what happens when you don't play mm-hmm. to win every night you you coast you go on autopilot and you lose it like that doesn't mean they can't recover it at some point in the year they still might there's a lot right. of talent on this roster now, now here's that that's that's with all this being said with how bad it looks right now there is still six weeks of the season left like, as awful as they look, and even though, like, right now, like, I'll agree with, like, I know you feel like this, Andrew. I don't see, like, them getting, like, just, like, flipping a switch and drastically getting, drastically getting better. Like, I truly think they're just going to kind of be, like, a 500 or below team for the rest of the regular season. And then, like, we'll see what hopefully they, uh, you know, they win their division and they get the good. Right now, I believe if the season ended today, I believe they would face, like, the winner. I believe it would be the Orioles and Guardians. So, I mean... Like at this point, I mean, I don't like who who the hell knows what could happen. But of all the matchups, though, that's the one that we feel. Yeah, good but exactly. About. But yeah, and that, I know. What and you're I believe the other one would be um, oh, it would be the Blue Jays against um the Mariners. That's the what Mariners. It would be. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mean, who, like a lot can change, especially with wild card teams. Like wild card teams shuffle like almost every day because they're so close together usually. So who knows how that will look in six seven weeks? But we'll like a like a lot could still happen. And I like I the thing I keep like you know you always like hold out hope on something like oh this is like this is what i'm like leaning on what i'm leaning on is okay look i'd rather this happen like right now than that we have like a little bit of time to figure things out right if this was september the second or third week of september and they just looked absolutely awful and the playoffs were in 10 starting in 10 days yeah i'm just like all right this this just isn't gonna happen but they do have time to figure it out but really like at a certain point you're just looking at the roster you're looking at the team like like there's there's yeah it's like the trade deadline's over like it's really just about like hopefully i mean really like my something this is something my dad keeps saying like he they miss stanton man they really miss stanton in the middle yeah, of that but line. look, look i miss stanton too and i think the problem is, is that he is very very hot and cold right so when he's hot oh, he's, he's hot but there's been stretches where he's been terrible remember they had one of their best winning streaks the year not like when they won like 11 or 12 straight in I think it was like mid-May or something like that. But even in like mid-June, remember, they were really good. He was te- – that was that stretch where he had like like five hits and four of them were home runs or whatever, seven hits yeah, eight, like or six. whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, so like – and he was terrible. Like He was hitting some home runs, but he was hitting like 140 over that stretch. And they were winning games like crazy. The problem outside of that is that 
Obviously, Rizzo's been hurt as well. And then you get guys, everyone's been regressing. Josh Donaldson's had a couple good games, but he hasn't really been good all year. Gleyber Torres is a singles hitter right now. IKF is terrible. You lost Matt Carpenter, so you have Matt, uh, Miguel Andujar. I, I know he's only played two games, but he hasn't really shown much. Then you have the catchers have cooled down. Higgy at home run, great, but he hasn't had a terrible year. Uh, Trevino's not the kind of guy he was in May and June. There's just so many holes in, in, in the lineup right now. Not to mention Aaron Hicks, who went through a one over was it over 33 before getting on base a couple times. Yeah, over 33, they like, went like three for three with the walk. <laughs> yeah, so like there's just so many holes in the lineup, and it can't be DJ and and Judge carrying the team every night. Like you yeah, need it, it, it literally feels like it literally feels like every game is just like a DJ hit and then a judge hit, and that's like up oh, there's the offense. All right, that's that's pretty much it. Like I said that the other night, it was I forget which game it was, but you know DJ got a hit, then so did Judge, and I literally said I said those that's the lineup, that's the meat of the lineup right there. Now we got like you know Glaber and Donaldson in the middle of the freaking like like I like I know you you feel the same way. Like I can't stand when they hit Glaber fourth. I have no idea why I do it. And that, and like in this at the same time, like with how banged up he's the like a, he's like a been, six seven hitter in the lineup. With, with how banged up the lineups have been, I kind of don't blame them. But still, like they've done that before, where the lineup's not banged up, and I'm like, yo, why do you guys keep hitting him fourth? Like I, I don't get it. I get his power's been slightly better this year. You know, he's got 16 home runs, but I, I don't. Yeah, yeah I, and, I and then and, and then it. even like like Andrew Benintendi had like a dreadful start yeah. to his Yankee career. Had a couple hits in Seattle. But again, he's not a home run hitter, so like you gotta rely on him coming up with men on base and coming through with with extra base hits a bunch. I don't know how much you can count on that. Like it's gonna happen sometimes, but you can't slot him fourth or fifth in your lineup and expect to have any any kind of depth. Like they need a bunch of guys who aren't stepping up to step up. Like and that's that's the unrealistic part of this. And this is why I didn't feel good about the team early in the year because like how much can you realistically expect on a nightly basis from IKF and Hicks and Higgy or Trevino? Or, or Josh Donaldson, like that's half your lineup every night. Like if you don't feel good about that many spots in your lineup, the other, the opposing pitcher's going to feel very confident in their stuff too. Cause they know there's a lot of holes. Just don't let judge burn mm-hmm. you and you're fine. Right. Yeah. Cause like, look, this was the lineup last game, right? DJ judge Rizzo, Donaldson, Glaber, Hicks, Andujar, IKF, Higashioka. Like that, that's just like, like that from four on, like that's rough. Like the fact that Donaldson's your four hitter, like he's hitting 225 this year with 10 home runs. Like that's your four hitter. And like, I get like, you know, I get Stanton's out. I get Carpenter just went down, but still, man, like that, that is just, that's rough. If like, that's, if like, like in, I think Josh Donaldson has it grandfathered in his contract that he can't hit below fifth. Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I've seen him hit like six through nine all year, but yeah, it's like, I, I key, I'll look at that and I'll say like, man, like, Josh Johnson, whose OPS can't be above 750, like he's our four hitter. Like this, this just isn't this isn't what what we envisioned. Um, but yeah, like I said, they need Stanton back. Um, it's nice that the, you know Rizzo got back. I know he had a rough game; he was 0 for four. But you know, you really it's his first game back in a while. It's probably going to take him a bit to get fully back from that issue, that back issue. So, but yeah, man, it's it's just it's been a rough second half. It's been a very rough second half, and. Have they played good teams? Yeah, but guess what? Like, these are the teams you're going to be playing in the postseason. And, you know, you get swept to St. Louis, two or three to Seattle. It's it's just – it's really been rough for them, man. It's really been rough. Um, 
And yeah, like that Cole game, I'm like, obviously credit to Cole for really bouncing back in uh, the last game and just absolutely throwing a gem against the same team that, you know, screw, uh, hit three home runs off him in that first inning. So that definitely took a lot, but yeah, it's, it's tough to say that it's tough to say that I feel confident about this team right now. And um, I think and just to, just to compound the problem is they've already shown a, a lot of mortality, let's say, but uh, and then you get cucked by the umpires on a nightly basis. And then you get Aaron Boone, who looked so good at managing the bullpen and making the right decisions, pushing the right buttons early in the year, has regressed hard in the past few weeks. Like last night going to Albert Abreu. And I get that they had a guy like Marinaccio and, and Schmidt in AAA. But like you have better relievers. You traded for Trevino and Efros. And you had a guy like Chapman who's been lights out the last month. Like, how are you going to Albert Abreu with a one-run lead in the seventh inning in the game you desperately need? And a lot of people are like, oh, you don't desperately... I, what If you don't desperately need any game against a playoff point, you don't need to win any game, and you don't care about the rest of the season. Like, like that can't be the guy you go to in the seventh inning. If Cortez went four innings and you needed length, I get it. But like, that's late in the game enough that you got to go to your horses. Live yeah. and die by them. Mm-hmm. Good. Try to get six, uh, nine outs from two guys if you have to. You know, it's... Like like you said, especially going to that game, like you have you just got swept by Seattle. You're trying to win a like yeah, you that was a game you needed and and really like it just compound like I mentioned this in the beginning of the show, but I'll just go back to it. The fact that you just have Ron Marinaccio and Clark Schmidt in triple A and as literally can't even make this up, as we were about to start recording. Like we're literally about I'm literally about to hit the record button. Andrew goes, oh, look what I just tweeted from, from the Bronx Mile of All. I'm like, oh, well, I wonder what Andrew tweeted. Oh, it's uh, Connor Foley who covers the Rail Riders. 12 batters faced, nine strikeouts, and three ground outs for Clark Schmidt. I said, oh, man, wow, that, that would be great to have that guy in the bigs. I wonder how he would look in the bigs. You know, Andrew, I, I wonder if he would be good for us. It really is a question that I'm I'm really wondering. If there, is there any like game tape of Clark Schmidt pitching for the Yankees this year? Well, like I'm I'm not sure. So yeah, like just seeing stuff like that. Like I think I saw like I think this was my Twitter timeline before the show. It was that tweet of Clark Schmidt throwing basically four perfect innings in AAA, and then Joey Gallo hitting a pinch hit home run opposite field last night for the Dodgers. So it's it's just really. Some really thought provoking. We're down bad. We're, we're down bad. Some really thought provoking, down bad timeline info right there for me. So yeah, it's I, I, it's just, I just it's absolutely maddening. <laughs> Look, it's crazy too because the offense is what it is. I, I I think we kind of expected them to be very home run reliant, very bipolar, if you will. But the one thing the Yankees couldn't afford to do was play defense like shit to their credit. They haven't run the bases like shit. They didn't early in the year. They certainly are now. They are. Yeah. And pitch well out of the bullpen, which they were lights out early in the year. And now I don't trust a single reliever in our bullpen. Like there's not one guy coming. Clay Holmes has been terrible. Chapman has been our best reliever the past few weeks, but like he's still Chapman. So you know what he can do at any moment. Uh, The wise guy looked like he was turning the corner. He fell back hard. And then Marinaccio and Schmidt guys who I probably do trust aren't even on the team right now. So like, yeah, wait, it's, how do you feel good about this team? Like that Mike King injury, we I said it. Like we won that game. Yeah, that was. And and then they were still like they hadn't like fallen off the off the ledge at that point yet. But like I kind of had like a weird feeling like this is the this is gonna be what what derails the season. And but you just have like, a lights out guy like that. 
mm-hmm. that can mask a bunch of other shit, and they don't have that anymore. Think of it this way: like Mike King, and that injury happened what two weeks ago. He still has the most innings out of any Yankee reliever by like two and a third innings, still, and he hasn't pitched in like a few weeks. Like that's how much they used Mike King. That's how much they utilized Mike King. Like he was, he made like you know obviously Clay like the, what Clay was doing when King was healthy. He obviously uh, Clay obviously had better numbers, but King was probably our most important reliever because we used him the most. And yeah, like him going down, like I said right away, like right away, you know, you're like, yeah, that's huge. Like that, that is just that is just an absolute gut punch. And it really, it's almost been like a domino effect with the bullpen. Like once King went down, like Clay, everyone started pitching worse. It seems obviously except Chapman, but. Yeah, it's just that was just absolutely brutal, and they still haven't recovered. And I'm not sure if they will because the bullpen was so good. And now, yeah, now it's like Albert Abreu coming out in the seventh inning and losing the game for you. And it's weird because Albert Abreu, you look at his numbers, like he still has like decent numbers. Like his like ERS thing is still below three, but it, it's definitely a guy where it's like if you've watched him pitch, like it's a guy that you don't a lot of it, a lot of inherited runs, dry a lot of. It's the guy you got to watch and know that he's not as good as his numbers are. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and and I was very excited when they got him. I was like, oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. He hasn't really gotten an opportunity to flourish under Matt Blake. And, like, I'm going to be honest. What the hell is Matt Blake doing? Like, the pitching has really taken a nosedive. Yeah, Matt Blake. Like, he's got, just sitting there. Like, we were getting as, him so much credit earlier mm-hmm. in the year when they were awesome. But, like, he's – for as much credit as he deserved for that, he deserves as much blame for the way the pitching has dissolved recently. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I feel like Matt Blake was almost untouchable for so long, and now it's kind of got to have to step back and say, wait a minute, you got to kind of get these guys back going, Matt Blake. Because, uh, yeah, we obviously knew that the starting pitching wasn't going to be what it was you know, all year, but, hey, man, we we got to be a bit better. The bullpen's got to be a bit better if we want to compete for a World Series. But, Andrew, right now, if you had a – on a scale of 1 to 10, if you had a rate, like I have a panic meter, where are you putting that panic meter at? I think, I think it's eight. And I don't think I'm. Yeah. I'm, I was going to go seven. I'm, I'm, I don't think that that's an unreasonable thing to yeah, say. Like no. if I said full on 10, that's like, we're not going to make the play. I thought like, you were going to go, actually, not, I I you go 9.5. <laughs> I actually had someone tweet that at, at, at the BBB a couple weeks ago. Like they're trying to convince us that like, we're going to pull a 1978 Boston Red Sox and miss the playoffs. It's like, I don't think it's going to get that bad. Like I could be wrong. I hope I'm not, but like, yeah, there's right. just no way with the lead they built, like they'll find a way and expand the playoffs. They'll get into the playoffs. Right. Then the question is, are they going to avoid, having to play on that wild card series. Cause could you imagine if they don't even make the LDS this year? Uh, I just don't feel good right now. And the thing is Rizzo getting healthy. I know he played yesterday, but like, I need to see him like back to full strength a day off today helps. I need Stanton back. I need to see someone else in the lineup, step up and, and be consistent for a few weeks, right? Like, like Glaber Torres, who we've been giving a bunch of shit to like him popping off with like a home run on Friday night. That's nice, but that doesn't do much in the long run. Like it may help us win one game. I need guys to go on an extended stretch where they hit 300, where they have an OPS over 750, 800, something like that. Like I need to feel good about the status of this team up and down the lineup, up and down the bullpen for me to actually feel like there's any confidence, right? The starting pitching is is okay. Everyone freaked out about Jordan Montgomery. They freaked out even more that we traded him away and he shut us out. But like, look, Domingo Herman. It's not good by any means, but he's no worse than, than Montgomery is. Yeah, pretty The Yankees similar. scored zero runs that day like, <laughs> with, with Herman pitching. Herman gave exactly. up one run in five and two-thirds inning, and they, they didn't score for him. So, like, Jordan Montgomery 
didn't score. I, they didn't score for him. Yep. So like, I was about to say, pe- people mentioned like, oh, Montgomery shut us out. I said Montgomery threw five innings. The Cardinals bullpen shut us out for four innings. Like, well, what's your point? You know, like, it's if he if Montgomery threw like eight strong against us, and I'd say, yeah, okay, you got a point. But he threw five innings. Or like, or if Montgomery was if the the roles were reversed, right? And Montgomery pitched for us that game and shut out the Cardinals for five innings. Are we we're still probably gonna lose, right? I was about so to like, say, what I mean, difference you, does it make? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you know, I mean, I think the Yankees just saw Montgomery on the mound and were like, all right, we can't score this game. Those are the rules. Those um, are the rules. It's the kind of funny, though. Towards the, I feel like towards the end of Montgomery's time with us, every time the Yankees would score a lot of runs, he'd always give it up. Like, he would give it up. <laughs> but if they wouldn't score, he would only give up, like, one run. When is he but, expected to pitch next? Um, tomorrow. Prob- right. Yeah, well, probably, so probably tomorrow. Gonna, so, so we have to monitor to see if, if that – if. The if the Yankees can't score when Montgomery's on the mound, doesn't oh matter God. if they're in the stadium as him. He's just friends with a lot of the guys, and they just like text with each other during the game. That's what it is. Oh God, so I'm so frustrated. And, and like I, I, Very. I remember like I, I, I kind of reminded myself on the way home from work today, like, oh shit, we need to do a podcast. And part of me was like, uh, I don't want to do this, but. We, we, we had to get an episode out because we haven't it, in a while. But, like, it's just, like, there's nothing about this team makes me excited right now. Yeah, the funniest thing is, like, last week when we got Benintendi, I was like, man, I really want to be on – I'm really looking forward to this. I have, like – and then tonight I was like, oh, man, like, this, this team sucks right now. This team's lost seven of eight games. It's – like, it's crazy, like, with this way the season's gone. Like, I think this is probably the first time I was like – I literally said to myself today, oh, thank God they're off today. Like, you know, it just felt, like, good. Because, like, especially, you know, staying up late and just, you know, like yesterday's game was so frustrating, like having the big three-run inning and then just immediately giving it up. It it was nice that they had off today. And we haven't been able really to say that a lot this year, but here we are. Um, Andrew, anything else? Because this isn't going to be a super long episode. Like we said, there's really not not much. At a certain point, it's just beating a dead horse. So Yeah, I just want to update on Clark Schmidt. Um, he's thrown five perfect <laughs> innings right now, and he has 11 strikeouts. <laughs> Like you just can't make it up, man. You just can't. Make, this is like I. Oh, sorry, sorry, that? sorry. Uh, update just now. It's now uh, six perfect. Days. Okay, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, like, it's, like, have you ever seen that uh, video of O'Neill Cruz like hitting the home run in AAA and just like throws his bat? Like, that's probably what Clark Clark was probably just right? walking back to the dugout like with a straight face, like brother. I I literally had a two point three ERA in the major leagues this year. Like, what the fuck am I doing down here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That it's it's frustrating. It's very frustrating, man. Um. Yeah. By the way, something else to kind of just make you happy as well. Field of Dreams games tonight. Who pitched for the Yankees in the Field of Dreams game last year? Andrew Heaney, who now is like Sandy Koufax for the Dodgers. He has, I think he has like a .5 ERA in his last six starts. So yeah, of course, of course he is. Like what? Like what, it's like you, if you come to the Yankees, you're just not as good. You leave the Yankees, you're way better. That's just what I happens. What, what, what Twitter kind of saw from that someone tweeted like four or five days ago. It's like, can someone come to the Yankees and not be the absolute worst version of themselves? <laughs> it's like, bro, for real. <laughs> okay, so Andrew Heaney this year in 28 innings of baseball has given up two runs. And it wasn't that, is, he, is he still in the IL, though? Uh, I think he just came back, I'm pretty sure. Oh, so that, I don't know how many of those innings were anything recently, but he did start off great early in the year. But anyway, keep going. I want to hear these but, stats. But yeah, he's 37 strikeouts in 28 innings. Uh, 2.33 fit. Uh, whip of one. So yeah, Andrew Heaney figuring it out. 
Well, you just—it's just so funny looking on his baseball reference. It's like the point six four ERA this year, and then you just look above for the Yankees. It's seven point three two. It's just that's that's thirty five and two thirds innings last year for the Yanks. Thirty eight hits, and he's given up eighteen to twenty eight this year. It's really fun. It's just really fun. I really I just enjoy don't it. understand. Like I get there's like you get this pressure putting on the pinstripes playing for the Yankees, the most historic franchise in the sport. But like nobody could just be like it's just a team. Like I'm, I'm excited to play for a playoff team rather than like, oh my god, if I strike out in my first at bat, they're gonna boo me. Like, I mean, there are exceptions. Like you got, you got DJ. I mean, I feel like DJ kind of. Yeah, but DJ's game. cool as a cucumber, right? He's yeah. not a mental case, so like it's fine. Aaron Judge seems to be able to take pressure well. Like, can you imagine him with with less pressure, like playing for like the 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 Braves or the Giants or some some smaller market team? Like, I don't actually know if he'd be better. Maybe he maybe, maybe he sells hey. the pressure. And just since this is a negative pot, hey, we might see it next year, right? <laughs> like, I thought we everyone felt good about Aaron Judge having an MVP season and uh, the Yankees having the best record in baseball. But like, if they fizzle out this year, like he's he's gone, right? Why why would he want to stay around for this? Yeah, who knows? That's that's a problem for another day, Andrew. I'm not even worried about that right now. I'm I'm way too worried about how terrible this team is right now to be worried about that. You know, um, Andrew, Yankees Red Sox this weekend. Uh, do you think we could beat the Red Sox two or three games? No. <laughs> uh, I mean, Please right don't now, expose me. I, I I would love nothing more than to be wrong, but like I just I think, mean, how do you Red feel about this team right now? You can't Red Sox Red... suck. So what? They play every game against us like it's the World Series. We play it. Like it's true. This is true, but yeah, the Red Sox are last place in the at least. Uh, by a lot now because the Orioles are 58 and 52 tied with the Rays. They're actually insane. Uh, this weekend, we got her mom, Frankie Montas, who had a terrible debut, to say the least, and Jamison Tyone. That's <laughs> her three pitchers. So, no Cole, no Nestor. Very fun. Um, <laughs> the thing about like Montas is like, I. Oh, Andrew, I Andrew uh, uh, can, can, I just, can I just tell you something? So, yes, from August 21st, to August 23rd, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> this is just hilarious. We're, we're playing the Blue Jays that Sunday and then the Mets that Monday and Tuesday. The scheduled pitchers for these three games are Alec Manoa, Max Scherzer, and Jacob <laughs> So glad I'm going to be out of the country for those games. No, my God, that is unbelievable. Because I know, like, I know they said Scherzer underground for the Mets, and I just see Manoa right above Scherzer's name. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. But and you, know, you, know, you know, we play Tampa after Boston. We, we're we're probably going to get McClanahan in there, right? Probably. Uh, they don't have anyone for Monday. They just have Springs and Kluber for Tuesday and Wednesday for the race. They do not have anyone for Monday. But on the bright side, that's Saturday before we face Manoa, we get to face Kikuchi. So we should score like eight runs that game. He's, he's pits great against us here. And I know, dog shit against chill. everyone else. Well, let me have this, Andrew. Let me have this. Uh, God. Uh, anything else? And by the way, the Cubs are up 3 nothing in the second inning. Field dream game. National TV juice ball games. We all know how it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I, I, I would like to see the Yankees win with some consistency. That'd be nice. Um, but certainly not just get embarrassed by playoff teams. Like they're, well, what is it, like 2-11 and 11 against playoff teams over the last few weeks? Yeah. Like, I mean, they're, they're not going to get it done. They were they were beating teams like Tampa and Toronto early in the year. You looked at their record against teams above 500. And you're like, oh, it's not a fluke. They're not just beating on shit teams. They're pretty good. Now they've actually played just consistently teams that are all in the playoffs. Seattle twice, St. Louis, the Mets, the Astros, even the Orioles. And it's just like, 
Their record's not good. What are you going to do? Yeah, like in their last 14 games against teams that are currently in the playoffs, like right now, season end of the day, they're 2-12. and 12. Jesus Christ. So, yeah. Um, yeah, 2-12. and 12. Those games, 7-13 and 13 in the second half. Lost 7 in the last 8. Look, hopefully this is rock bottom, right? Hopefully this is the worst of the worst. But, you know, the schedule, like obviously, like we said, the Boston three games this weekend at Fenway, you should be able to get two or three from the lowly Red Sox. If you can't, then you're just you're kicking yourself. You're shooting yourself in the foot at that point. But look, the schedule, it's a tough schedule. They got three against the Rays at home. They got four against the Blue Jays at home, two against the Mets at home. Then they play the A's and the Angels. So, like, it's – Those know, games are in California, right? Those are West Coast games. Yeah, and it's like the West Coast trip in Oakland and uh, L.A. So, yeah, man, those are tough games, you know, against the like Rays, Blue Jays, and Mets, three straight series. That's tough, you know, especially after you just went Seattle, St. Louis, Seattle. So, yeah, we'll see. But, like you said, like, look, I'm, like, I've been the one over the last, like, couple of weeks that said to a lot of people in our chats that, like, hey, guys, come on. Like, this team doesn't suck. They're still a 70 win team. They still they're still one of the best teams in baseball. They're having a bad stretch. But it's you can you you would be lying to yourself if you you're not a little bit worried about this team right now. At least a little bit. You know, it depends like where your panic level's at. If you're you're at a five, you're at an eight, but you gotta be a little bit panicked right now. Just a little bit. And especially it's not even the fact that, like, oh, we'll figure it out. When the team is like willingly doing things to not win games, such as keeping guys like Clark Schmidt and Ron Marinaccio in triple A then it's it's really tough to just you know put on a smile and say oh I, you know this team this team's gonna be fine i don't know it's like they're willingly keeping guys down there and willingly giving up the best record in the al right and look man like houston took over that today who knows if we get it back you know because that's a team that's been there done that and they're very <laughs> they know how to play in the second half they know how to play second half baseball and this team this yankee team right now is clearly showing that they just don't and like I said, I hope they figure it out, but it's tough to have too much confidence in them right now. So, Andrew, final thoughts? I, uh, I'm not going to say anything that's going <laughs> to that's, that's gonna change the, the, the tune of this podcast uh, or that we haven't already bitched about. So, yeah, uh, I'm just... Absolutely. Well, you know, Andrew, well said. Um, oh, like I said, hopefully this is rock bottom, but we shall see. Uh, we should be back to you guys next week. Hopefully we have some a brighter mood, some better news to follow. Uh, a couple of our co-hosts have been around the country. Uh, Alex on the West Coast, G in uh, Indianapolis. So, Andrew, it looks like we're just kind of losers. You're just staying at home talking about your shitty baseball team while our co-hosts travel the country. It's kind of crazy. I'll, I'll be out of the country next week. So, so, that I, so then I'm just a loser. All right, that's <laughs> that guy very well said. But for Luigi and for Andrew, this was the Bronx Bomber Ballad Broadcast brought to you by Six Pack Coverage. And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>